Hello, 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 everybody. This is Tarkon. Very dramatic music. <laughs> Back with another episode. After a very long time. I just love all the drama of the music and the whole thing. Isn't that exciting? Does it make you feel excited for this podcast? I hope so. Well, I'll tell you, it has been a long time since I've done one of these. You know, at some point it occurred to me it's been probably several months. But, uh, you know, I've been doing more videos and more coaching and things like that. So sometimes you have to kind of juggle things in life, I suppose. And, uh, you know, I, I've, I've often struggled with I'm trying to figure out <laughs> what format the podcast should take. And I think, you know, as you'll see today, I have a very long email to read and to go over from a viewer of the YouTube channel, Manifestation Lab. And, you know, it's probably going to run over the normal video time, I would say. You know, so I think it's it's best to keep these kinds of long form uh, emails and things to maybe this long form format of, of the podcast. So uh, that way, you know, you can just put me in your pocket. You don't have to stare at my wonderful mug uh, all the time, the cut of my jib uh, <laughs> uh, all the time. And you can just sort of zone out and, and just listen to my voice. Uh, just listen to my voice going over some interesting things regarding manifesting and as we'll see today, manifesting an SP, a specific person. Um, yeah, this is a long one, guys. And it, and it is ultimately a success story. But like I said, you know, the, the viewer who wrote me, bless his heart, um, really got into his story and the background of it. And I'm going to go over all that stuff because it's important to see uh, not just where the successes come from, right? Like what he finally did to kind of let go of a lot of things and, and allowed his manifestation to come into his life. Um, but also, you know, a lot of the resistance he was putting up and a lot of ideas he had about things that, you know, I think really kept him back. And as I went through the email, I could see that, right? So this isn't, you know, you could maybe think of this as as a sort of a, a coaching session, perhaps. Um, but more or less, really, just a story, a story that hopefully all of you can relate to um, that's going to show you kind of what not to do and then what to do instead, right? Um, and you'll see kind of the results of, of, of things and, and his mindset about things. Um, and that's not to put him on the spot. I'm going to keep his name out of it um, or to put anyone on the spot. I do not read these emails or these comments in my videos to put you guys on the spot. But there'll be points when I have things to say. Um, where I where I'll go, you know, eh, no, don't do that, right? Um, or I guess I can see kind of what you're not seeing here, uh, because I'm not emotionally involved in your story, so I, I have that advantage of looking at it from a more uh, objective point of view, um, you know, and to see kind of read between the lines and see, ah, yeah, you're saying this here, but I'm seeing this here, um, and then you can see the result of that. Uh, of a certain mindset, a certain way of looking at things, driving, trying to drive things forward before they're ripe, you know, picking the apple before it's ripe, you bite into it, it's sour, and you go, why is it sour? It ain't ripe yet, 
all right? But then changing the mindset or just easing up on the resistance, even just a little bit, can, can move you forward uh, exponentially, all right? This is what people don't understand a lot about manifesting. A lot of time, it's really, if you just release the resistance, even just a little bit, just a little bit, just open the valve a little, let some of that pressure off just a little bit, the results can be tenfold, right? Um, and, and it'll show you that, oh, I see, I had this attitude about it, I was pushing too hard, I was trying to get an outcome too much, and then I let go a little bit, I focused on other things, I focused on myself, and then boom, 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 these things start coming in in rapid succession, and, and people scratch their heads and go, where's it been all this time? Well, it's been there the whole time, but you've been keeping your finger on the cork instead of letting it float, okay? So, you know, if you just, just take your finger off the cork, let it float, you'll see everything's been waiting to come in for you. Everything is waiting at, the, at your door, but you're keeping the door shut. Um, and, and you'll see in this email that I'm gonna read um, just what I'm talking about. And, and so I wanna thank the person, first of all, for sending it to me. Um, and, and allowing me to share it with everybody. If you have a story, a success story, and it can it even can be something else, but you know, I like success stories. We all love success stories. You can send that to me at manifestation.lab at gmail.com. Manifestation.lab at gmail.com. So, um, and then let me know if you know you want to stay anonymous. If you don't mention anything, I'm just going to assume that you want to stay anonymous. Um, but, uh, you know, so your privacy will always be respected. Um, but so without further ado, let me not waste any more time with any preambles. Let me just get into the email because, like I said, I'm not going to read every single word of it. It really is long and it comes in several parts. We had kind of a an exchange of a couple of emails. Um, so there are some updates and things, but the first part of it is going to be kind of his story with this girl. And, uh, you know, you can see where there's a lot of pressure that he's putting on himself, a lot of pressure that he's putting on her, um, you know, which maybe he's not seeing so much, but we're going to look at it. And then we're going to see in the second part of it, uh, the story, how, it, how things turn around for him how he's able to make it work suddenly, right? And, and how that corresponds to a change in his attitude and a change in his outlook and in his mindset. So let's get going on that right now. But before I do, let me just say, if you hear any background noise, we, we're having a very windy time here uh, where I live. Uh, in fact, yesterday we had, you know, uh, record historical winds for this time of year and there were a lot of fires around and the whole city was blanketed in snow uh, uh not snow what am i talking about smoke smoke from surrounding fires so there's still a lot of wind going on i have the window open hopefully you won't hear any of that background noise but if you do i do apologize um but i just thought i'd make a note of that uh so anyway let's get into this email hi tarkon hello that's a super manifesting superhero name. Lucky you. <laughs> well, I've actually had people call, refer to it as a Klingon name uh, from Star Trek uh, and, and various other uh, things. Uh, but yeah, I guess it does sound kind of like a superhero name. So that's, yeah, I suppose so. I like it. Um, sorry it took a while to send this in. We had had an exchange before uh, where he said he was going to send me a story. Uh, it was an evolving story and still is reflecting my evolving thoughts, emotions, and beliefs. Yes, well, your whole life story is a, continual, a continually evolving story. You're never going to get it done, but you can't get it wrong, like Abraham Hicks says, right? So that's the good news. 
Before I get into it, let me say that you've been like a big brother to me, even without knowing it, in the last 10 days. Oh, that's really sweet. I appreciate that. I've listened to your teachings while eating, while working, while sleeping. My goodness, that's a lot of Tarkon. When I was calm, when I was bored, but mostly when I was anxious or discouraged. Thank you for creating recordings to help so much of us, so many of us, get through the difficult times of trying to manifest our SPs back. Well, I understand the difficult times, you know? And so, yes, I, I enjoy helping because if I can save you a lot of the headache and heartache and misery that I went through, failing many times, right? I think I'm, I think I'm okay. I'm a good person to talk about this stuff, not because uh, of successes necessarily, but because of all the failures I've gone through with it. So I can tell you what not to do on many levels. Uh, but thank you. I appreciate that. So... I know the email is quite long, but if I had to sum up why it's worth your time and maybe something to cover in a video, it's, well, a story of an abrupt quantum shift, which you don't seem to believe in. I do believe in them. I just don't recommend that you go for an abrupt quantum shift. I recommend that you do things a little bit more gradually because that teaches you patience. It gives you the, the benefit of time to change your desire, to move things around a little bit. Abrupt quantum shifts tend to... Uh, be things that people want when they want to desperately get away from from where they are now And that is a bad That's a wrong attitude to have with manifesting You want to be okay with where you are while reaching for more Don't try so hard to get away from where you are And you know as you have your abrupt quantum shift Sometimes your head will be reeling and you won't understand what just happened uh, You know and it'll be disorienting and confusing and maybe even a little scary So I don't recommend that you try so hard to get away from where you are right now um, you know, you can have an abrupt quantum shift. Of course, they're possible. But I wouldn't recommend that you go for that. I would recommend that you let things unfold as they, as they need to unfold and learn to be patient about it and learn to be okay with where you are and with who you are right now. That's a very important attitude to have as a manifester. So, to a success story from a man, I, you're right, I don't get a lot of success stories from men. Um, I think most of my channel is watched by women, and I don't know why that is, but uh, for whatever reason, I'm glad to hear from a man, and I'm glad to hear a success story from a man. Uh, you know, teach other men that, yes, you can also use man manifesting, uh, you know, you don't need to uh, uh, suffer in silence out there. Um, Restoring contact with me by me influencing her to initiate the contact using the principles you teach. Also, getting help with a common issue among your viewers, manifesting back our SP only to watch them disappear again or display the same hot, cold behavior that is not a match to the level of priority or value we want to influence them to feel towards us, which I guess ties into how important it is to uncover the subconscious beliefs that are blocking the manifestation of fulfilling any further at present. P.S. I've hit a roadblock at this time. <laughs> well, that's okay. Um, questioning if it is possible that in some cases there are exceptions to everyone is you pushed out and that the SP's baggage really is the blockage. Well, we're going to get into that as we unpack your email. I don't, I actually do think it is us pushed out. Now, that doesn't mean that the SP doesn't have her own block, her own baggage and blockage as well. She does. But if you're bringing that aspect of her out, to dominate in your experience, that is always something that's going on inside of you. And we're going to look at that because in, in your email here, I see a lot of that going on. I see a lot of looking at her behavior, looking at what she's doing, trying to get her to change, which I always stress, um, you know, in my videos, in my coaching, stop trying to change them. This is not about changing them. If you see a behavior from them that you don't like, 
that seems to dominate your interaction with them. You need to look on the inside where that's going on inside of you every time. And it may not be obvious to you at first. It usually isn't. But if you look, if you dig, you will see, oh, I see where you know she's jealous. Why would she be jealous? I'm not jealous. Well, yeah, there's a part of you that is jealous. Oh, she's, she's uh, you know, worried about this. Well, I'm not worried about that. Well, yes, then if we keep reading, you'll see there is a part of you that is worried about that. So, in fact, it, it always amuses me a little bit when people go, well, this isn't me pushed out. And then, if you, then they write their email, and you can see exactly where they're almost spelling it out for me that, in fact, it is them pushed out. But they don't see it themselves. So that's kind of what I'm here for, right? Lastly, <clears throat> wouldn't giving up on recreating the relationship with your SP be foolish because you'll create a relationship with someone else with the same story if you don't do the work. So you might as well hang tough <laughs> until you get the results you want with your current SP. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, you don't want to recreate the relationship. You don't want to recreate the relationship. I say this again and again. You want to create a new relationship. If this is an ex, for instance, you don't want that old relationship back. It didn't work, did it? Um, and yes, you did contribute things, your fears, you know, and you acknowledge that uh, at one point here. So I have to give you credit for that. But your fears, your insecurities are always going to play out in your relationship. So yes, you're right. It's a good idea to do the work on the inside before trying to really get them to change. This is usually what people do. I need her to change. I need him to change so that things can work out. It's their baggage. It's their thing. But you need to start looking at it from the point of view of what am I contributing to this situation? How is this my responsibility? This is my creation. So there's something going on inside of me that is contributing to this, this outcome that I'm not so, ha so happy about. Right? So it's important to begin to look on the inside. Begin to look at yourself. Look in the mirror. And the mirror is really your 3D reality. That's the big mirror that you're surrounded by. But you think it's real. You think it's solid. You think it's separate from you. It's not. It's not. Um, but we'll get into that. Okay? So let's start. Relationship background with this SP. This is where we get into the meat of things. I met her organically at an event related to my passion, which is music, in June of 2019. Ironically, I was supposed to go to this thing with a girl I had been dating on and off for many months, but who had ghosted me, reappeared, then showed very flaky behavior. So you, you were getting breadcrumbed. Uh, I was frustrated that I had successfully manifested her back into my life in the most amazing way that I could have never conceived on my own good for another email. Uh, well, you know, this is what I always stress. It, yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. You can't conceive of all the ways that the universe can get this for you, which is why you shouldn't even try. Stop trying to use your mind to come up with the three or maybe four things that your limited mind can come up with from your limited earthly perspective, physical perspective. Universal mind has infinite ways to get you your manifestation, which is why it's so important to take your finger out of the cake. Let it unfold. Let the universe bring it to you in its way. Let it worry about the process, right? <clears throat> but that the flaky, scared behavior she had towards me and relationships was still there. What she didn't know is that by not going with me to this event, she created an opening for my current SP into my life, to enter my life. Well, you didn't know it either, did you? Ha-ha! So why did I just get through saying? So this girl flaked on you for this music event, and you got upset about it. 
Why is this girl flaking on me? Damn it. But then guess what? If you hadn't flaked, if she hadn't flaked on you, you wouldn't have met this other girl, your current specific person. Right? So uh, this is how things can be orchestrated. This is how things are orchestrated by the universe. And sometimes what looks like a failure or something going sideways is actually the means by which the universe gets you what you actually want. The girl you actually wanted to meet this whole time. But if you're so locked into, oh, but this other girl, and she's not, and she's flaking on me, and all this stuff, you're, you're kind of, it's like you're saying, uh, it's a failure. This didn't work out. It did work out. <laughs> the universe has a way of orchestrating things for you that you look at later and go, oh, actually, that was the perfect way for that to happen. How did I not see that? Because you're trying to use your mind to figure it all out and to do it all yourself. Stop doing that. Let the universe orchestrate it for you so that when you have things like this happen in future, right? Knowing that information, knowing that the universe will orchestrate things for you in the perfect way that you can't even really conceive of with your mind, with the limited perspective of your mind, then you can look back and you can go, oh, you know what? Maybe this is a good thing. I'm not going to react so negatively to it. I'm not going to get upset because maybe the universe is making space for something better right now. I don't know. Let's, let's let myself be surprised. I'm going to have a good time anyway. So what if this girl was flaky and didn't show up? I'm a strong person. I'm a strong, stable, secure person. <clears throat> I'm going to be okay with this. I'm going to be okay by myself here. I'm going to enjoy this event, this music event, and I'm going to decide right now that I'm going to have a good time anyway. So maybe let's just see what the universe has in store for me today. Let's see how the evening will unfold because there are no accidents and somehow, for some reason, this happened. This girl flaked on me. Okay, that's fine. Let's see what this is making room for. And then you can see, boom, you meet the, per the girl you actually like, right? Yeah, that hits way more of your buttons than the other girl did. So why get upset? This was a good thing. This was the universe making room for somebody else and better to come in who then becomes your SP. Isn't that amazing, right? You know, P always say to people, you care about this person so much now, you can't conceive of anyone else coming into your life. But what about before they came into your life? You didn't know they existed. You weren't sitting around thinking about them, but all of a sudden now, right? They're all you can think about. Try to let go of that need a little bit. And don't be afraid that that means that it won't be them. Oh my God, it has to be them, it has to be them. Sure, it'll be them, but allow room for it to come to you in a better way, all right? Because you can be so pleasantly surprised by the universe and don't limit, why would you want to limit yourself and your experience in such a way? <sighs> so what she didn't know is that by not going with me to this event, she created an opening for my current SP to enter my life. The universe created the opening. She was just the catalyst for that. The other thing I like about how I met my current SP, Patricia, oh, oops, I said her name, um, Actually, that's, a, yeah, it's another one. It's another uh, person with that name. So, was uh, <laughs> that it was not through a dating app. Not me trying to make it happen. Yeah, you see, you let it happen. You allowed it to happen. You're not out there going, I, I got to go through the, the Tinder and be rejected 2,000 times until I finally get that thing, that person to like me. And then when they do, I have to make sure I keep them and I got to get upset when they don't call me every five minutes. And, you know, no, you let things happen. You're like, okay, whatever, whatever. Let's see what happens. So, you know, that's, I mean, that line alone is just a huge 
lesson right there. Wow, look what was happening when I stopped trying to make anything happen. That's it, guys. That's manifesting. It was me just look, just following my bliss and attending an event related to it. That's it. You get it, you see. You just had fun. You're like, I love music. I'm going to be here. And even if this girl doesn't show up, she's flaking. Who cares? I'm going to have a good time anyway. That's my decision to make. And I'm making it right now. And boom, the door is wide open for somebody amazing to waltz right on in to your life. Anyway, we hit it off right away, but only started dating a month later. That's okay. Remember to take your time with things. You don't want to jump into someone's arm after five minutes after meeting them and go, let's get married. So many of you guys do that stuff. I'm not saying that you, the person writing this, did that necessarily, but, but I see it a lot. Okay, there's, there's, this, there's a little bit of a, of a negating what happened here for you when you say that. When you say we hit it off, but then only started dating a month later. It's okay. You ended up dating one way or the other. Who cares if it took a month? So I did not realize at the time that we met that she lived an hour away. I also didn't realize that she was not earning her living, meaning she didn't have a job, a side hustle, a side hustle, like selling watches uh, on on a street corner, (laughs) Um, a career. I say this now because this is probably the only thing that didn't check a box for me. You know, notice here, and I'm going to call you out a little bit, okay? I don't want you to take it personally, but, you know, there's a lot of things in the email that I'm going to call out because there are lessons to learn, okay? There are things to look at. You're jumping right away into something you don't like about her. Immediately, you go from, wow, we really hit it off, to it took a whole month to date, and then I didn't realize that there's this whole thing I really don't like about her. So let's talk about what I don't like about her. (laughs) What do you like about her? What do you like about her? Um, You know, this is, again, this is what we do. It's not perfect. She's not perfect. She has this thing going on. I wish she didn't. And we go right back to looking at things that we don't like. What do you like about her? Right away, immediately, you should go right into, oh, my God, she ticked all these boxes. Boom, 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 boom. And then maybe, you know, I would improve this part of her. I would. That would be nice. But, man, look at all these boxes she ticks. She ticked. Right? But the first thing you say is, oh, this is, here's something that didn't check a box for me. Let me get into it now. Let me practice that. Let me focus on that. Let me repeat this. Uh, You know, and so that's where your focus is going. And guess what? These are the things that then become highlighted for you in her behavior that start to dominate in your experience of her, you see. So I say this now because this is probably the only thing that didn't check a box for me. I'm glad it's the only thing, but I want to hear the things that did check a box for you right off the bat. I want to hear those things. But I also never thought I needed to put this down on my list. Well, okay, that's an important point because here's the thing. So it's good to, it's, it is good to recognize, mm, I don't like that part so much. But that's, that's the extent of it. That's all you need to talk about it. Because what that does now, it informs you of something else you want to put on your list. You see, all the challenging things in life and all the want, unwanted things in life are there to inform us what we want. It gives us the option and the choice to decide and to clarify, to clarify what we really want. That's all they're there for. They're not things to get upset over. They're not things to go, oh, it's a deal breaker. No, they're just things like, oh, here's another thing for my list. If I hadn't uh, seen that in her, I wouldn't know to put that on my list. All right. That's a good way to look at things that you don't like and to begin to see them as working for you rather than against you. 
I knew I wanted someone artistic and entrepreneurial uh, that I could talk shop with. But I just assumed that any adult who looks well put together and drives a car is making money. But the situation was, and still is, a year later that she lives with her father and is basically a domestic at home, and he pays her for it. Well, what does it matter where her money comes from? What does it matter? Um, I, I suppose maybe in a way you're saying, well, I, I wish she would work really hard at making money, but what difference does it really make? So that tells me right there you have an attitude about money and about work and effort that may be limiting. That may be a limiting belief about that. And so you see this coming through and somebody who, to your mind, maybe doesn't work very hard for her money, but you don't really know that. You don't know what she does for her money even if her dad is giving to her what that life is like, living with her father, it presents its own challenges, I'm sure. Um, but look, you know, understand again, when you see things in somebody else that you don't like so much, there are elements of you, inside of you, that there's some belief around that subject that you have that's limiting. So that's an opportunity to go, hmm, why do I have that attitude about this particular situation or circumstance about her life? That she, you know, I want somebody who's making money. That mean, what does that mean, really? You want somebody who's working hard because in your mind, money only comes through hard work and not easily. So there's a part of you that kind of maybe resents somebody for whom it appears that money is coming very easily without all this pushing and shoving and working and sweating and bleeding and complaining and, and being miserable because there's a part of your belief system that is limiting you in terms of money that says to you money only comes to you through hard work or, or if it doesn't, then it's not legitimate somehow. And it's not meaningful and it's not deserved because, because why? Because money is limited. It's a limited resource. You see the attitude there? You see how we whittle away the layers and we get to the corn, we get to the center, the seed of that limiting belief. The limiting belief is there, this is not an abundant universe. So why should somebody else be abundant and have things apparently given to them so easily when I have to work so hard for it? I and other people. Don't they know that money is limited? Don't they know that this is a limited universe and not an abundant one? Do you see how that, that's the attitude, that's the seed at the center of that, your reaction to it, to the situation of her, how she gets her money? Understand, this is you pushed out. That is you pushed out. Because the universe will always highlight that, that kind of stuff to you for you to get upset about or for you to think that this is somehow bad or negative. What's at the center of that that's driving that thought, that reaction to that situation? It's a limiting belief you have about abundance. So now you can reconcile that. You can tell yourself, well, this is an abundant universe, and why shouldn't she have money this way? I can get money easily too, and so can everybody else. If we just change our attitude about it, if we override these limiting beliefs we have about it once we recognize them with more empowering beliefs, this is an abundant universe. Money doesn't have to come through hard work. It can come through all kinds of unlimited channels, infinite channels that, yes, my mind can't figure out. But the universal mind can figure it out. So why don't I just step back from that belief? Why don't I practice a new belief that says I can have things easy too? Money can come easily. Things can come easily. Why? This is an abundant universe. There are no limited resources in this universe. That's just my ego mind and the dumb politics of my time and the dumb politicians and people that want to limit me and my thinking. But I'm working on becoming a powerful, deliberate creator now. I don't need to look at them anymore. I don't need to listen to their story anymore. The media, the Hollywood people. How many Hollywood movies are there and TV shows that demonize money 
from people who are filthy rich. <laughs> I find that ironic too. It's like they want to convince us all that we should hate money, we should hate it, or we should hate people for whom things seem to come easily so that we are constantly in their hamster wheels, sweating it out, chasing, 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 doing, 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 never getting very far. Realizing the moment we let go and we just imagine ourselves in an abundant universe. Boom, abundance comes from all directions. You'll wonder where, what, where it was during all the lean years. All right. But I'm getting sidetracked a little bit. But I needed to call that out a little bit there for a minute, my friend. Um, and for anyone else, you know, it's, it's important to look at how you're reacting to things. Once you understand how, how you're reacting to things and then ask yourself, why am I reacting negatively to this particular thing, circumstance? Why should I be reacting negatively to it? Really, somebody who has an abundance mindset wouldn't get upset by that. They would say, oh, good for you. Good for you. You got money. All right, you're living with your dad. Hey, you know what? Cool. I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad you're thriving. You want to be happy for other people. Okay. Um, because that also gives you, gives you the energy and the vibration of being okay and being open to you also receiving things in a way that you prefer without pushing so hard all the time, okay? So be mindful of these things. Be, start to become aware of things like that. Your reaction to things outside of you give you a huge clue as to what you've got going on in terms of a limiting belief. That's keeping you back. So anyway, she lives with her father and is basically a domestic at home and he pays her for it. So she is working for her money. If she's at home taking care of dad and he's paying her for it, that's a job. That's a job she's getting paid for. The context is that her mother passed away from cancer 10 years ago and her father never found another woman. So yeah, she, she's, he's paying her to be a replacement for his mother, her mother, right? So, but you know, she agreed to it. Okay, that's her. That's her trip, and that's his trip. Uh, but again, your reaction to it is your trip. Okay, that's the part to pay attention to. So, but the amazing thing that I discovered while dating her was how many positive boxes she did check. Why is this paragraph second and not first? Why is it second and not first? Um, but okay, we got there. We got to the positive boxes. Um, including things I wanted that I may not have written down, but got anyway. The universe knows what you want, even if you don't. It remembers what you wanted five years ago, even if you've long forgotten what that was. It's always holding those things ready for you. That's why when people finally let go and finally understand this manifesting stuff and stop pushing so hard and stop resisting so much, suddenly their life Suddenly manifestations flood into their life that they're, they go, wow, where, where has this been this whole time? Yeah, I remember wanting that 10 years ago. And now suddenly it's here. Yeah, because it's always been waiting for you to become the cooperative component to pull back for your resistance and just allow it to come into your life. And it's been there all along. So yeah, that will happen a lot when you kind of let go and you let God, you let the universe take care of things. All this other stuff will come in. You're like, oh, what? Okay, cool. So, you know, when it rains, it pours, right? So, for example, I was thrilled and shocked to find out that she was nearly 17 years younger than me because I didn't even believe I'd ever date a girl in her 20s again. Well, it's because you didn't believe it that it didn't happen before. So now you have a question for me. Tarkon, question. If I held that limiting belief, how come I was able to manifest her? Does desire trump belief after all? 
Desire can trump belief. Absolutely. I've, I've had that experience many times, even if I have a limiting belief, but my desire for that thing is so overwhelming that it, it, it trumps the limiting belief. Yes, absolutely. But another aspect of this is that you were letting go of some things. You stopped putting your, your thumb on the cork so much. And so things can pour in despite your limiting beliefs. The, the idea is not to unravel the limiting belief, to wrestle it to the ground, to go to therapy for 30 years and talk about it until you're blue in the face and it's, you know, you, your therapist's ear starts bleeding. Okay. <laughs> That's why they charge so much, I think. Um, but look, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's important to understand that sometimes just pulling back, like I said in the beginning of this, just pulling back is enough to allow things to come in, even if you have the limiting belief. Now, you want to deal with the limiting belief. And the way to do it, like I've said many times, is to begin to introduce the opposite belief and start practicing that and start programming your mind to believe and adopt the new empowering belief, right? So... What's the opposite belief of I'm too old to date a younger woman? They would never want me. What's the opposite belief of that? Hey, I'm sexy anyway. Even if I'm older, it doesn't matter. Hey, a lot of young girls love older men. Love older men because they love men who are experienced, who are mature, who are calm, who don't, you know, stalk them. And, you know, a lot of guys their age are just don't understand how to get along with women. They don't have enough experience. So a lot of women in their 20s will often, after dating guys their own age, will often go, you know what, I want an older guy. Maybe I'll try that out. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of that. So again, going from a limited mindset of, oh, no, 20 year old girls or Girls in their 20s would never want to date a guy in his, you know, whatever, late 30s or even 40s. Uh, why would they want that? I'm too old. No young girl's going to want me. That's a limiting belief. But opening yourself up to the idea that it's an abundant universe and everything I want is out there for me. Boom, the universe starts putting people in your path, starts putting 20-something girls in your path who do, who are looking exactly for a guy like you. You see? So that way, you're. it's not only, this is how brilliant the universe is. It's not only satisfying your desire in that instance. It's also satisfying her desire in that instant. So it's able to find the perfect match for you, you see. Okay, he wants this. He wants to be an older guy who dates a younger woman. Now, but he's resisting that with his limiting belief that that's not possible, that there aren't enough of those kind of women out there. But then once you let go just a little bit of the resistance and you kind of just go with the flow... Then they're able to go, oh, who do we have out here that's, that's readily available for us to rendezvous with him who's going to be a match to what he wants and then he will also be a match to what she wants and boom, we've got a perfect manifestation, a perfect situation of a relationship here. You're ticking each other's boxes, you see. But it only took you letting go a little bit of the resistance. You still had the limiting beliefs, yes, but you had a greater desire and you also were willing at this point to not dive so deeply into your limiting belief and just step back a little bit and think, let things happen. Because look, that night, despite the fact that that girl was, was uh, you know, ditching you, you decided to have fun anyway. You see how you reacted differently to the, to the situation that you, as you might have before. And the moment that you react differently than you might have before to the similar situation, that moment is when you actually make a shift into a parallel version of yourself which is then the version that manifests things like this that you want. You don't want her to be the different version. You want to be the different version of who you were before. You don't want to improve her. You always want to improve yourself. And so you become the version of you who manifests what you want, who is a good manifester. This is why I always stress making it about yourself. 
Don't go, oh, I'm going to manifest her, the version of her that's more like this. No, I'm going to manifest the version of myself that is able to manifest somebody more like this. You see the difference? It's subtle. It's nuanced. But that's the difference. That's the subtle but very vital difference here, you see. You decided that night to have uh, fun anyway. And that was letting go of your resistance. And that opened a space for the universe to move this other person into your existence, into your experience. I also discovered that she speaks the same three languages as me. Three. That's impressive. What were the odds? <laughs> Again, you're thinking uh, it's all just uh, haphazard billiard balls ramming into each other, you know, randomly. Okay, this is what this is what we've been taught since we were in the cradle, right? This is no longer what we're going to believe now. We understand there are no accidents. Odds don't matter. What are the odds? Well, the odds are tremendously great as long as you let them be great, as long as you allow them in, you know, then yes, look how easily things can happen. And along those lines, despite her being in her 20s, she knew all the cultural references of my childhood and could sing by heart all my favorite 80s songs. Um, see, that's great. Look at that. Not only a woman that likes to date an older guy, but she even understands your generation, right? She's even into the things that you were into when you were her age. Oh, and did I mention she sings beautifully? Even better. As a musician, this is such a bonus. So I basically had someone who could relate to my era, yet be way younger than me, and who was okay not having kids. I already have a grown-up. And then, of course, it is a long, long list of other boxes she checks in terms of physical features, taste, talents, interests, quirks, personality, etc. So, you know, this again, this is the stuff you want to be focusing on. Not the, oh, but there's this thing I don't know, right? Remember. Uh, you know, you can, you can iron out those kinks as long as you iron them out in yourself. Now, as I explained what you had before about the money, that comes from a limiting belief you have about money. It's not her thing. She's just coming as a, as a reflection of that. That's all for you to look at and understand and then deal with that limiting belief. Recognize that you have it and then, and then deal with it. <clears throat> And this is why I want to manifest her back into my life, because I, I don't need to change her. You're absolutely right about that. I just need to change how she shows up inside the relationship. Is this even possible? Well, what you want to change is how you show up inside the relationship. And that has to do with any relationship. It begins with the relationship you have with yourself. Every relationship you have out there, be it romantic with a, with a specific person, be it just sexual, be it family relationship, be it just a friendship, be it a work relationship, be it a relationship you have with just the butcher, the baker, uh, you know, the, 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 what's, what's the other one? <laughs> anyway, uh, I was trying to be clever. Um, but you know, understand that every relationship in your life with others, no matter what the nature of that relationship is a reflection of your relationship with yourself. It is always you pushed out. So when you see things that you love, in another person, then you have an understanding of, oh, that's where I have a good relationship on that subject with myself. Then when you see things in them that you don't like so much, you can always turn that around and go, ah, there's an aspect of this, this topic, whatever this subject is that I don't like in this person, 
there's something in myself that I don't like about it, or I have a limiting belief about that in myself. So that's where I make the change. So if you ask me, is it possible to get her to change how she shows up inside the relationship? Yes, it's possible, but you don't do it by trying to change her. You do it by understanding that her showing up in that way is just a reflection of something you have going on inside yourself. Recognize what that is. Look for what that limiting belief is, and then introduce the opposite belief to it. And then watch how that that problem as you perceived it in her seems to just sort of melt away or there's far less of that showing up from her you see how you didn't need to change her at all you didn't need to convince her of anything or or argue with her or reason with her you just had to understand it's a reflection and then go oh if well if i want the reflection to be different then i have to show up to the mirror differently don't i then the reflection will will you know, mirror what I have going on, what my dominant feelings and thoughts are. That's all. So the underlying poison, despite all this perfect on paper, and what were the chances of lining this up beautiful stuff? She shows up in the relationship as someone who seems determined to sabotage it and make it fail. Well, it is you pushed out, my friend. <laughs> Even if you tell me, look, there's, you know, I'm very secure in this thing, in this situation. I was very secure in this relationship. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't jealous. I wasn't afraid of losing her. So why is she behaving in this way? It's always an underlying subconscious belief you have and a fear that you have of losing her. She's acting that out and reflecting that back to you. People don't understand it usually. They think, oh, I'm, I'm being very uh, confident. I'm being very secure in this situation, but really you're not. And the evidence for it is there, you see. But let me continue. She shows up in the relationship as someone who seems determined to sabotage it and make it fail. Fear, my friend. And this is seriously challenging my belief about whether this is where everyone is me pushed out actually ends. No, it doesn't end. Everything is a reflection of your inner state. But they, these are the things that can make you aware of it, you see. How people are showing up in your life will show you how, what you've got going on on the inside, even though you don't understand it, even though you don't see it, really, is, is the better way to say that. Even though you don't see it and you think on one level, I've got this going on, but the results you're getting back are different. This is a system that's designed to show you what your output is. What you're putting out there that's reflecting back to you. You're, the fact that it's reflecting back to you is an indication to you that this is a vibration you've got going on. This is a focus you've got going on. <clears throat> From the beginning, she has declared that I would eventually grow tired of her and replace her with someone else. This is your fear. She has insisted in believing that I have a ton of girls coming over and I'm not telling her about it which could be because I've mentioned an interest in poly, polyamory that is, or wanting to explore threesomes but with her, but I have always been honest and transparent with her on everything. I don't know how many fights she has started because she reads into these paranoid thoughts, like did someone else wear my bikini top? I'm assuming she means her bikini top, um, but no judgment, because uh, it seems looser than last time. <laughs> or or do you have a new pair of shower gloves? And why are they purple? That must be for another woman. Shower gloves. Did someone drink from my bottle? Why is the message I wrote you in the mirror last month now erased? How come you have pulled a groin muscle and a little rash on your shoulder blade that looks like dirty nails? 
etc., etc. Tarkon, brother, you would not believe the quantity of such paranoid accusations that I've spent hours of our precious time together defending myself. You shouldn't have to defend yourself against things like that. But understand, again, where when, when things like this happen, ask yourself always, where in myself do I have these insecurities? And if you're honest with yourself, if you really look on the inside, you will find that they are there. It would take me hours to snap her out of it. Now you're trying to start, change her behavior. Now you're trying to change her behavior because, again, remember what I say always, uh, it's not about their behavior. It's not about changing their behavior. It's about what have I got going on on the inside that's reflecting this behavior back to me. This has been a poison between us and just writing this makes me so angry. Well, you know, it, when I encourage people to write these emails, you know, it can be cathartic. It can also bring out some stuff. That, but, you know, it's it's for the purposes of me being able to really understand the story. But f for most of your waking hours, you don't want to really be thinking about this stuff, right? You want to soften your focus on the what is out there, understanding that it's a reflection of your inner state, some limiting belief systems you have going underlying your your, your consciousness, your awareness, and work that out, right? Then there's distancing herself, not taking my calls or not returning them, dodging the real subjects I bring up, and finally ghosting me completely, which she has done three times in the year of in the year of dating. So as you can see, major trust issues and major communication issues. Whose trust and communication issues are these? We're going to see this in a minute. We're going to see this in a minute. The two building blocks of a foundation. Yes, trust and communication. It begins with you, though. My 3D peeps <laughs> know only too well now of her history of hot, cold, push, pull, and ghosting me because I've reached out to them so often for support and trying to understand how a romantic partner who appears like an excited, crushing teenager one day can then treat me like this the day after. They have said she doesn't treat you well. Why would you go back to her, etc.? Moving forward, I need to learn not to talk to anyone when I feel rejected by a girl and instead watch your videos. <laughs> well, sure, of course. Uh, but understand, again, your friend saying that is all there. That's also a reflection on your own underlying insecurity, feeling rejected by her. Do you see that you came into the situation with that already going on? That focus, that vibration, that energy already going on, underlying your conscious awareness. So she reflected her own insecurity back to you. She felt rejected. Why do you have, why did you erase my message on the mirror? She felt rejected, you see. Why are you, why are you, uh, uh, you know, why are you wearing this? Do you have these purple shower gloves? She's feeling rejected. She has a fear that there's somebody else going on. And here you are going, I'm feeling rejected. That fear was not a result. That's not a result of her behavior that preceded her behavior. It always does. When we start to realize and understand that this is how things work, that it's not, oh, this action occurred on the outside. Now I'm reacting to it. That caused me to feel this way. No, it's always the other way around. You already had that going on inside of you. Now, this behavior on her part brought that to your awareness. You weren't aware of it. You're not even aware of it right now. This is why coaches 
uh, are able to point this kind of stuff out. You see, stuff we don't see ourselves because we don't see the forest for the trees often in our own lives, in our own experience. So anyways, this gives you an idea of what this email is about. She soars to the top in terms of specifics I want in an SP, but at the price of being treated like shit half the time, does it really have to be this way? Of course it doesn't have to be this way. Do I really have to pay such a price for having the qualities I want in my person? No, but you see where your awareness is just in asking a question like that. You're already coming into it with the assumption that you have to work hard. You have to convince her to love you. You have to convince her to be there. You have to convince her to pay attention to you. Does it really have to be this difficult? You already came into it with the understanding that this is going to be difficult. Relationships are difficult. This is your underlying limiting belief. Things don't work out unless I work really, really hard and push really, really hard because maybe I'm not lovable enough. Maybe I'm not deserving enough. Things don't work out for me. Things are difficult. Relationships are difficult. They require a lot of work. They're sticky and complicated. These are your underlying limiting beliefs. And here is somebody showing up reflecting it back to you. If it had been a completely different person than this specific person, the same behavior would have come out of that person, you see. You know, people always ask, how do I keep getting stuck in these relationship patterns? I keep seeming to attract the same kind of person. No, you're not attracting the same kind of person. You're attracting, you're manifesting the same behavior in these people, in every person that comes into your life in a romantic way. So, that tells you right there, it's not them, it's you. Okay, and this is not about blame or shifting blame or assigning blame. It's not what this is about. This is about showing you, the universe showing you where you've got limiting beliefs and the moment you work them out, things will improve for you. And at some point you set an intention, whether uh, intentionally or unintentionally or whether being aware of it or not being aware of it, you set an intention that I want better relationships. I want this kind of relationship that works out. The universe goes, okay, we have it lined up for you. But first, we have to highlight for you. We have to showcase for you what resistance you have going on, what limiting beliefs you have going on, because you need to do the work on that. We can't do that for you. You have to be a cooperative component in your own rescue. You have to participate in your own rescue. The universe has it all lined up for you, but you need to make the adjustments on the inside to become a match to that thing. So here's all this behavior that you don't like, but it's always a reflection. And in this case, it is a reflection of fears and limiting beliefs and insecurities you have going on inside of you. And just the way you're talking about it uh, shows that to me. Why is this so difficult? Why do I have to push her to, to this and that and the other thing? Because you don't think relationships can be easy. You don't think you can have what you want. You also have a fear of her going hot and cold, pushing and pulling, never really being there. So you see how that corresponds to her behavior. Was this a breakup or just a sudden quantum shift? Well, it's always a quantum shift, my friend. Uh, now that you have the background, here's what happened. My birthday was at the end of May. She surprised me with an amazing birthday with a lot of attention to details, making me feel valued, respected, loved, cherished, important to her. Here is what you want. This is the feeling state that you're after. People say, I want to be married to that person. Why? 
Mm, because I love them. Why? Why, why, why? I want children with them. Why? What is it you think you will feel? What state do you think you'll achieve by having that circumstance? It's always a feeling that we're after. It's always a state of being that we're after. And here you are identifying it. That's good. Making me feel value. You want to be va feel value. Made to feel value. You want to... <laughs> Let me try that again. You want to feel valued, respected, loved, cherished, important. How do you begin when you want somebody else to give you those, those feelings, and those qualities? How do you begin to do that? By giving yourselves those qualities, those feelings, by treating yourself in that way, realizing and understanding that you are valued, that you value yourself, that you respect yourself, that you love yourself, that you cherish yourself, that you are important to yourself. When you make somebody else the center of your universe, you're not making yourself the center of your universe. You're not respecting yourself. When you give all your respect to somebody else, you give all your love to somebody else, you're not giving any love to yourself. You're thinking that there's something out there that I need to convince to love me so I can feel good about myself. You don't need that. You can give that to yourself. That's what self-love, self-respect, self-valuing yourself is, is all about. And when you do that, that's when you attract those qualities and that behavior in others. But again, as you say that these are the things that you want, you want to feel valued, respected, loved, cherished, important. You're also at the same time fearing that this is not what you're receiving. And that somehow her, not when she doesn't do these things and doesn't offer you these things, there's something wrong with her rather than seeing that, hey, this is an underlying fear that I have, that I do not receive these kinds of things, that I cannot achieve this feeling state without this person giving it to me. In other words, her giving me permission to love and respect and value myself because I don't think my own opinion is important enough. Somebody else's opinion of me is more important than my own opinion of me. Therefore, I need to convince that other person to love me so I can feel that way. There's your fear. And, and so what do you think she's demonstrating to you when she says, hey, do you got another girl going on? Why'd you erase my message on the mirror? Because to her, that means you're not valuing her. You're not respecting her, you're not loving her, you're not cherishing her, and you're not, she's not important to you. Do you see how that corresponds to your underlying fear of the same things? She's just acting out what you've got going on, my friend. That's all. That is you pushed out. That's the very definition of that phrase. That's you pushed out. She came over looking stunning and all. I felt like a king. Then a month later, it was our one-year anniversary. She messaged me that she loves me along with other things indicative of a girl wanting to secure this relationship even more. I want her to want this thing. I want her to want me. But a day later, she messaged me again, I love you. I'm off to drive my sister to her chemo. And then poof. When I replied later that day, there was no answer, nor the day after, or after, or after. She vanished for eight days, which is the longest she's ever ghosted me. So, again, you're so hyper aware of when she's texting you back, when she's calling you back. Or, you know, I can imagine you sitting by the phone waiting for her. When's she going to get back from the doctor's appointment with her sister? Why hasn't she contacted me yet? Because I feel, I feel important when, only when she's contacting me all the time. Only when she's showing me that I'm important do I feel important. So, therefore, I need her constant attention, which drives people away drives people away.
You need to be able to stand on your own two feet emotionally and not expect the other person to make you happy, to make you feel important. That is your job. And, and you're much more capable of achieving that feeling state on your own than you are through other people. Again, they're nothing but a reflection. When you achieve that feeling state on your own, that's when other people will reflect that back to you. And you'll go, it'll just be like the cherry on the cake. You're the one who made the cake. They're going to put the cherry on it, going, reflecting back to you uh, all the behavior that you want to see from them. That's then your indication of, oh, I'm doing this correctly. I'm finally doing this the right way around. I'm finally the one, the source of this state of being that I want to achieve. And then the other people showing up as a reflection of that, as a confirmation that I now have that vibration going on and that focus going on inside myself. I felt I had dropped into the twilight zone. I mean, we had talked about how this kind of behavior makes me feel. So you had already had a talk with her about her bad behavior towards you. And here's how I need you to make me feel. I need you to change your behavior so that I can feel secure. Does that, is that the action of a powerful creator? And I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, my friend, but this is important to point out. This is so important. And this is such a common theme that I see with people, especially when you want to manifest a specific person, a romantic partner, whatever it is. You're making it all about how are they not behaving and how dare they not behave in the way that I need them to behave so I can feel good about myself. How could she do this to me again? How could you do this to me? You're the one doing this to me. I need you to change your behavior. We're going to have a talk about your behavior and how that's making me feel. I need that other behavior for you, from you, that makes me feel better. No. That is going to make somebody run for the hills faster than you can imagine. Have you ever tried to chase a cat? Yeah. Maybe you end up, ch maybe you end up catching the cat, but it's never pretty, is it? <laughs> it never, it's never pretty, but then good luck chasing that cat because that's what's going on here. You're trying to chase a cat and force it to cuddle with you, to sit in your lap and let you pet it. That can't, a cat ain't going to sit in your lap if you, if you manage to catch it. Think about it in those terms, okay? You're chasing a cat down the street, trying to get, trying to get, it, trying to get it to be loving with you. Again, you have an underlying fear and limiting belief that you're not good enough on your own. That, that you can't feel important unless somebody else makes you feel that way. So how dare this girl not make you feel that way? Again, not trying to put you on the spot, my friend, but these are things that you need to see. You need to see because this is what the universe is showing you. This is what the 3D reflection is showing you that you have going on inside. And that's why these things happen. Simply to show you, to make you aware so that you can make the adjustments. I had always been easy to talk to and said, if you ever need space, just tell me, don't just disappear. But look, again, if she's just disappearing, there's your fear. Because the fact that you're telling her not to disappear shows me that that's where you have a fear going on, that she's just going to disappear. So you're trying to preempt that fear by saying, don't disappear. <laughs> but since you, that's the fear you're practicing, you're trying to get her to give you some sense of security, some feeling of, 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 of peace of mind. The opposite's going to happen because where's your focus here? When you say to somebody, don't disappear, 
that's the fear you've got going on and, and very likely they're going to disappear because it's a reflection of your inner state, what you're focusing on. If I say don't think of a pink elephant, what's the first thing that pops into your head? Right? She didn't acknowledge that what she did was wrong. She didn't apologize or sympathize for the anxiety she'd caused me. Look, again, you're making her responsible for, for your peace of mind, for your feeling valued, for your feeling at peace, for you not feeling anxiety. It's not her responsibility. It's not their responsibility to make you happy, to give you peace of mind. You are more than capable of doing that for yourself. If you expect other people to do that for you, guess what? That's a job that no one can ever do. That, that, never, that can never be satisfied by another person. And that would be a 24-7 assignment for that person. Can you imagine being in a relationship where you're constantly having to, to make somebody feel secure all the time? And you're going, and, and you know, previously you said, oh, she was forcing me to make her feel secure all the time. I wonder why. Here it is, you feeling insecure, expecting her to make you feel secure. Just like she did when she got jealous and she wanted, why is my bikini stretched? And why would you erase my message that I wrote for you on the mirror? And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And do you have other girls? And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That was you pushed out. And here's the evidence for it now. Because you're expecting the same thing from her. So you've already went into this relationship from the very get-go with the underlying subconscious limiting beliefs that you're not good enough on your own. You need somebody else to, to, to calm you down, to ease your mind, to make you feel secure and loved and important. And the moment she doesn't, when she has other things going on, her sister has cancer, she might think she has cancer. And, 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 but what you're worried about is how, how, are, how is she making you feel? So, you know, I got to call you out on this a little bit. Okay, because again, if you don't see this part of what I'm saying... Then, then, you know, we might as well end this recording right now, okay? You need to be able to see this. You need to be able to understand and really take a look at yourself. And, and you know, this is about so much of, of manifesting and learning to do this stuff is about self-examination. And it's freaky. I know that. I know it's freaky. Trust me. I've said this before. When I first discovered this stuff, I was both, both exhilarated and terrified because I understood I could no longer get away with making other people responsible for my happiness, or my unhappiness, for that matter. And yeah, that's a great responsibility. That's a terrifying thought to have. Because if you're used your whole life to getting other people to do things for you, make you feel a certain way, suddenly you realize, oh my goodness, it was never their responsibility. It isn't their responsibility. It never will be. It's always going to be mine. It's always been mine. And this is about changing myself. That's a scary thing to look at yourself. I get it. So it's, it feels easier to go try to get somebody else and convince them to love you and make you feel loved rather than doing the work on yourself and understanding that you are lovable on your own and looking at how your behavior might affect them as well. Yeah, remember what I also say, you got to love somebody in such a way that they feel free. And when you're admonishing her for not making you feel loved, for not being there to make you feel secure, give you peace of mind, do you think she feels free? I don't think so. Would you? You've seen the result of how that behavior makes you feel because of how she reflected that back to you by becoming jealous and possessive, you see. Now you're doing the same thing. 
You're becoming possessive of her in, in your own way. So you already had that energy going on. Afraid she's going to disappear because she'll find out you're not good enough, whatever it is, and that you need her to, to calm your fears and anxieties about yourself and your insecurities. Not her job. I was obsessed with finding out why she had ghosted me and getting an apology. <laughs> How dare you not act responsible for my happiness? You need to apologize for that. This is all your fault that I am insecure and I need you to comfort me. Because that's the kind of uh, underlying limiting belief I have going on about myself. I need you to take care of that and work out those kinks. And how dare you not? And, and you need to apologize to me. How, how has that ever worked for anyone? That kind of attitude? No. And you can see here why she keeps disappearing more and more. It's obvious you're driving her right out the door, my friend. I told her it would be in her interest to call me or come over and apologize. What is that? Well, that I don't I don't want to say, but that to my ears, if I were to hear that sounds a bit veiled, like a veiled threat. In other words, you know, we're, you're never going to hear from me or there's going to be some kind of uncomfortable consequences. It would be in your interest to come over and apologize. You're trying to control her behavior. First of all, we don't do that. Not as manifestors. We don't try to control other people's behavior. That's what people do when they don't understand their manifesting power, when they don't realize they have it, that they need other people to, to they need to manipulate other people or somehow strong arm other people to behave differently so that they can feel better. This is how the world has run. This is how people have done things for so, so long. And look around. They're doing it constantly now out there. All sides, okay, we see it. When has that ever worked? You even said nothing worked. After that, you say nothing worked. Of course it didn't work. Of course it didn't work. This is you now behaving from a place of that underlying insecurity and fear that you have going on. You're so afraid that she'll walk out the door that you're driving her right out the door with your behavior. That is manifesting. You manifested her right out the door. To channel my anger, I decided to write a song about ghosting. I like that. Actually, I really like that. Because that's a good way to channel your anger or any kind of negative emotion into something creative. Look at that. I'm proud of this because this is how I used to deal with heartbreak as a teenager. But I had not done this in decades. Exactly. Well, you know, keep doing that. It worked for you as a teenager. It'll work for you now, right? What a wonderful creative channels and creative endeavors are wonderful, well, wonderful ways to channel your your negative emotions into something creative that makes you feel better. You see how you now have the ability to make yourself feel better. You don't need her to do it. You can sit down and write a song, write a poem, do something, get involved in a passion of yours. This is what I always say to people. They're like, but Tarkon. My passion is to sit around and obsess about them all day. No, it's not. <laughs> How's that making you feel? Does that feel good to sit around and obsess about someone else all day? Look at all the time and energy you're wasting that you could be using to, 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 to make yourself as awesome as possible in your own mind and to grow strong and confident in that way. And then watch how other people then show up differently to you. They want a piece of that. They want a piece of that confidence, man. Especially when it comes to younger people dating older people. A young woman looking at an older man is looking for that kind of stability and security. 
and confidence. Because believe me, she's got enough yo-yos her own age being insecure with her. Right? She's hoping the older guy is going to be different. So show her. Show her that. I also realized that I needed to stop reaching out to her because the more I did, the more I noticed she wasn't my SP anymore. Yeah, just like I said, your behavior in reaching out to her was accusatory. I need you to resp be responsible for my, my happiness. You're chasing her at this point. And when you chase somebody, you can't be the one who's pursued if you're the one doing the pursuing, right? And that's not to say that she should chase you necessarily, but, but again, yes, in reaching out to her, you're trying to quell your insecurities about the situation. So it's making things worse. So I agree at this point that that was a good strategy was to just ease off and just retreat for a moment and regroup and understand, you know, calm down, right? Uh, I switched over from watching dating coach videos talking about how to attract a girl in, with 3D world strategies to instead reconnecting with deeper technique videos using LOA and Neville stuff. Good. I would say good. Also, though, I would say this. Uh, it's okay to learn those kinds of strategies. It's okay to, to understand how attraction works between people. I don't, I'm not opposed to that at all. But, you know, again, you, you supplement your LOA stuff with that kind of stuff, right? Um, and, and these strategies, and I'm not talking about the people who are like the pickup artists or whatever. Although if that's what you want to learn to do, then that's okay as well. It depends. You can do whatever you want. You can learn whatever you want to learn, right? But understand that, that you know, they, they tend to go hand in hand and complement each other. But first, you want to get aligned. First, you want to get into the Neville stuff and the LOA stuff and understand that, you know, calm down first, work on your on your insecurities, work on your inner state of being, get centered, start paying attention to yourself, get involved in the things you want to do, like your songwriting, get involved in your hobbies and passions, get involved in your work, do the things you love. Speak about the things you love. Speak about the things that are working out for you rather than not working out for you. Get yourself centered. And then from that place, learn things like, well, how does attraction work between people? You know, what does one do on a date? What is, you know, uh, those are okay things to learn. But don't do them from the point of view of I need to learn these things so that I can get her to behave differently towards me. It's you that needs to change your behavior and your understanding of yourself and your mindset, and then supplement that from a place of being calm and confident, say, now I'm going to learn some other things that are going to help me have better relationships and better interactions. So use both. It took 17 days of me not using 3D world methods to get contact with her before I managed to manifest anything. But it, it finally happened on August 4th while listening to your material in a state akin to sleep. Well, again, you know, if you're using strategies to try to get her to change her behavior, then again, you're sort of putting the on, on you're putting the importance on her changing her behavior and not you changing your behavior, your state of mind, your outlook. OK, uh, your mindset. That's what needs to happen. The, the perfect relationship with her that you want is already in place, my friend. It's there, it was there the moment you, you, you uh, conceived of that desire. 
The idea is not to get her to change. The idea is to get you to look and move in that direction, to look in that direction, first and foremost, looking in the direction of where things are working out rather than not working out. So instead of going, well, she hasn't contacted me in 70 days, you want to start focusing on how things worked, how things were, were, were going well. Oh, that time when she smiled at me like that, and we kissed, and we had this time, and we have that evening. That was so awesome. Live in those moments. Imagine them happening again and again. Look at where things are working. Shift your focus away from it's been 17 days. You're counting. You're keeping score when you're doing that. And if you're keeping score, then you can't be focused on how things are working. You can't be focused on what you want because by keeping score and counting the days since how long it's been since I've heard from her, you're focusing on how things are not going the way that you want them to go. So you're only going to manifest more of that because that's where your attention is flowing. Flow your attention in the other direction. It finally happened on August 4th while listening to your material in a state akin to sleep, which can work. Yes, absolutely. That sort of subconscious kind of, you know, like I'm, I'm about to sort of, you know, I'm very deeply relaxed and I'm going to listen to some material about this stuff. That opens your mind up to receive the information better. I like that. I'm so proud of myself for having been able to do so. You should be. And when you have these achievements and these accomplishments, you should celebrate them. Give yourself a pat on the back. Have your, have a little beer. You know, keep a bottle of champagne in your fridge to you know <laughs> celebrate with yourself when, when you feel good about something you've done. That's loving yourself. That's rewarding yourself. Because you see here that you have the power to switch this around. It's not about her or changing her behavior. You do have the power. But you've been convinced or you've convinced yourself for so long that you don't, that the power lies with other people. It lies with her. You can't see your own power when you, when, you, when, you, when you look at things from that place. So yeah, good. You should have been proud of yourself. You should be proud of yourself. Even going through the challenges, you should give yourself a pat on the back because that's how we learn. What's a great thing I read somewhere the other day? I don't know, some comment section, section somewhere. Uh, I wrote it down. Fail, F-A-I-L, is your... First attempt at learning, or in learning, rather. First attempt in learning, F-A-I-L. That's what FAIL stands for. Your first attempt in learning. I like that because it, it makes you realize that even when you think you're failing, you're not. You're still moving towards your goal. The failures, as we call them, are steps towards learning, towards getting it right the next time. So don't be afraid of those things. The challenges bring you clarity. That's why they exist. And they exist to show you where you've got some, uh, some limiting beliefs going on, where you've got some resistance going on. Because without that, you wouldn't know. You'd be like out in the water on a raft without a compass. You wouldn't know where you are. How can you go where, you're, where you want to go if you don't even know where you are, where you're starting from? So these challenges, quote unquote, are important. They're designed to do just that because the universe from the moment you conceive of your desire is working to help you move and look in that direction. It's always shining that beacon to you. It's over here. What you want is over here. It's over here. It's over here. And now it's up to you to move towards that beacon. Right? So understand that that's what that is.
because of those 17 days are in addition to an excruciating three-week period of me reaching out to get answers about what had happened and trying to get her to talk or call or visit me. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. But you know that now. Because here's your very next sentence. But when I shifted from obsessing over answers and an apology to going deep inside me and looking at my beliefs, I think something shifted. Well, you can be assured, you can be damn sure that something shifted. That is shifting. The first shift that happens is the one you make in yourself. That is shifting. When you show up differently to the situation than you would have before, when you react differently to it than, than you would have all the other times that something similar happened, then you've made a shift. You've now moved into a different version of yourself. And that different new version of yourself is going to get different new results. By reading Neville again and watching videos on YouTube, mostly Amanda at first, but then yours, and I appreciate that. I explored things like stopping, uh, stop requiring an apology. Absolutely. Accept the current reality. Yes. And that does, that's not to say accept the current reality and people get this confused a lot. This is why I want to mention something here real quick about that. It doesn't mean you're giving up on how you want things to be, but you got, you're just stop. You're just ceasing to fight the current reality because the more you fight it, the more attention you're giving it, the more, the stronger it grows. So accept it. I accept where I am right now. I accept and see how I got here. That is good because that gives me an understanding of my power. It teaches me actually how manifesting works because if I can get to a point where I, that I don't like, I can get to a point that I do like, you see. So that's a good thing. Accept the current reality. Write down all of my complaints about her and the situation, but then create new positive intentions for them. Good. So you're, you're pivoting. I think that's what's called pivoting. So I don't like this situation. Well, here's how it can be better. What's the opposite of the, of the bad situation that I don't like? Oh, it would be this outcome. Then that's what you focus on. You see, that's pivoting. That's awesome and very effective. Create mental diets. See how much of this is me pushed out. Discover my blockages. Create imaginal acts, etc. I also started using revision, which in a sense was not that hard to do. There was no message in the 3D world actually stating that she's done with me. Exactly. These are the kinds of things you tell yourself. This, this is you shifting your self-talk, which is very important. Instead of going, oh my God, I haven't heard from her. You can switch that around and go, you know what? It doesn't mean anything. She hasn't broken up with me, technically. Maybe something else is going on in her life. Maybe she's feeling insecure. Maybe she's stressed out right now with something. Give her space. Give her space to move towards you as well. Okay. I told myself things like maybe she was just going through a lot of shit, just like I just said, due to the cancer thing. Of course, she's got a life going on, too. And I went as far as trying on. I manifested this whole thing so that I could write a new song and reconnect with my music. Yeah, sure. That, that's, you know, I love that. See, now, see, guys, I promised you this would get better. Um, <laughs> it's good to know these stories. Here's the background. Here's what happened. We have the middle of the story. And now we're going to come. We're slowly starting to come into where the redemption happens. Um, yeah, I manifested this whole thing so I could write a new song and reconnect with my music because the universe is, is, is shifting you in no uncertain terms towards paying more attention to your inner state, getting involved with yourself, doing the things that you love. That gives you your power back. 
well, you, you never lost your power. You just didn't think you had it. Sometimes, you know, we're constantly being sent, like I said, even subtle messages from the universe to correct our course towards what it is that we want. But if we're not paying attention, sometimes the universe will give us a little whack upside the head to get us to pay attention. It's not to punish us or anything. It's just saying, hey, we have your stuff over here. Just look over here, damn it. Boom, you know, a little, little smack on the head. Stop looking over there. Look over here. This is where your stuff is. It's not over there. You're paddling upstream. Just stop paddling and let yourself be carried downstream. That's where your stuff is. Like Abraham Hicks says, all your stuff is downstream. None of it is upstream. Stop paddling. Stop struggling. Stop pushing. I know it sounds like a lot of work, but that's because I'm not unnatural when it comes to manifesting. Otherwise, I'd be a millionaire with a hot wife. <laughs> and you know what? You never get it done. So even if you're a millionaire with a hot wife, there'd be something else that you want. Um, that's the beauty of this life. That's why we come here. We don't come here to get it done. We come here to keep creating, keep creating, keep creating on the leading edge of creation in this environment that seems so slow going and challenging. That's what we, why we come here, to create in that environment. And yes, it seems like a lot of work at first. And, and for a lot of people, when you start making that shift in yourself, you start paying more attention to yourself, your inner state, um, you start working on calming yourself down and getting centered and looking in the direction of what you want, it can seem like work at first because what you're doing is you're introducing a new habit to override those old habits, those old limiting habits, you see? And so, yes, it, just like if you were to sit down, and you know this as a musician, if you were to sit down and learn an instrument like the piano or something, it's going to be a little tough at first. You're not going to be sit down and, and, you know, play some piano concerto right away. You're going to, you know, have to get your fingers adjusted to the keys and stretching them out and doing all this stuff. Your hands are going to hurt a little bit. Uh, you know, you're... <laughs> You're gonna, it's going to feel tedious for a little while, <clears throat> but it'll get better. And this is what I keep saying to people. This is the part that's going to seem a little bit like work at first. But as you get better at it, as you keep practicing it, you, be, you become awesome at it. Then you start to enjoy it. You start to look forward to it because at some point you will play that piano concerto. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Concerto. And when you do, you'll be like, oh my God, see, I'm glad I did that work. I'm glad I practiced this because now I get to sit down here and I get to play this beautiful piece of music. So it is like that. You're learning a new language when you're learning manifesting because no one ever taught you this stuff before. We don't live in that society yet where this is something that's taught to children. Um, hopefully one day we will. Because if it were taught to us since we were children, none of us would have any issues with this really. But that's okay. We're laying the groundwork. We're, we're clearing the path for this, maybe for, for future generations. Um, so you're doing the work, and it's going to feel like that at first. But you know what? It's a lot more work. It, it sucks a lot more energy to do things the other way. To try to convince her to change her behavior and make you feel secure all the time, is that's a job that never ends. And that, that, that completely sucks your power away from you. That is truly exhausting and draining. So, I'm not a natural when it comes to manifesting. We're all naturals at this. We just have to remind ourselves that we are. We all have the innate ability to do this, just as we have the innate ability to learn to walk and talk. 
So now we start to get into how he turned this around. The following is everything I did on the day that led to the breakthrough manifestation of having her reach out to me to initiate contact for the first time in two months. Breakthrough manifestation of her initiating contact after two months. Play by play of that day. <laughs> I love the, I love the I love play by plays. Um, this is a bit long, but feel free to skip over it if you like. It's a play by play of what um, I did the day I had the breakthrough. No, I think you know I'll, I don't think um, I'll skip over pretty much anything. Uh, maybe a few things here and there, but honestly, this is good. This is what people tune into this for. This kind of stuff. Let's see what you did. And I love this kind of thing because it shows, you know, it can show the listeners um, the kind of attitude switch that you made. That's really what it comes down to, right? It's not even necessarily doing the, the exact things that you did as in a step-by-step thing, but, you know, it's about how you shifted your focus. So, I woke up stronger in my resolve after having a bit of a breakdown the night before. So, you, you know, you had a breakdown the night before, so you released a lot of resistance. And yes, then going to sleep. Abraham Hicks always recommends this. If you're feeling really full of resistance, take a nap, right? Go to sleep because it kind of can reset your energy for the next day or for when you wake up. I specifically did not write in my calendar today anything about no contact, which I was doing as per traditional dating coach advice. That's interesting. Were they advising you to write down each day that she didn't contact you? That's what that sounds like. What strange advice. Uh, but okay, I would certainly never recommend doing that because, again, you're keeping score of how things are not working the way you want them to work. So where's your focus going? So good, you stopped. You didn't do that that day. And I would never do it again. Uh, that would be my advice. I read out loud to myself slowly Neville's chapter, Imagining Creates Reality, and dropped her name in there whenever I could to make it more tailored to my situation. What a great way to do your imaginal act through Neville is you're actually going to read Neville and just insert your specific person's name in there. I love it. I wrote in my scripting journal, today I feel renewed. I know that today will bring miracles and a quantum shift in the right direction. I totally feel that today is the day that I'll manifest something from her because I know she's been thinking of me a lot and surprised by not having heard from me. She will reach out to say, hi, pet name. It's coming to say hi pet name it's coming it must because i'm focused on it and have no opposition to it universe i'm ready to receive contact from her and restore harmony in the 3d world thank you good now again you know um i like these kinds of things these scripting and 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 you don't have to copy precisely what he wrote there um but if it made you feel good to word it in that way, then that's the correct scripting. If an affirmation really evokes that emotion in you, that that positive anticipation, and even more so that feeling of, of already having it, then that's the perfect script, the perfect wording, the perfect arrangement of words to use, right? This is the kind of the part that you can play around a little bit to see what works for you specifically. I put away a nightgown that I had left hanging in my bathroom for weeks, but not out of giving up, just more out of letting go. I assume this was her nightgown. <laughs> um, you had it hanging around. Yeah, these kinds of things can remind us of how the person's not there. They can have the opposite effect of what we're trying to get from it. You know, if you put it there, you might be thinking, 
well, this will make me think of her, and then thinking of her will bring her back. But it may more make you think of how she's not there anymore, because there's no one inside the nightgown. Um, so yes, those I, I, any kind of artifact you have of them lying around, don't throw those artifacts away necessarily, but put them somewhere in a chest or in a closet, back of your closets, because you're clearing space for them to come back for the new energy, for the new relationship that you're creating with them, not the old one. The old one didn't work. Okay, you're manifesting a new relationship with that person. I watched videos and even wrote in the comments that I just want to hear two words from my SP. You didn't specify which words, but okay. Again, this is an imaginal act that you got into that made you feel good. That's the important lesson to take away from here. So you're focusing in the right direction of what you want rather than what you don't want. On Facebook, I had a mention. It was dropped by a girl I briefly dated a long time ago who mentioned me in a comment for a work opportunity. We don't really talk, but it was nice to see that she thought of me. Now, you see, <clears throat> this is the kind of thing that's going to happen. It's not just going to be your SP coming in. Sometimes before you hear from your specific person, you'll hear from other people from the past. Uh, this is kind of like people go a uh, pre-manifestation. They're all manifestations, but they're little things and indications of that you're moving in the direction. Here you are hearing from somebody from the past that you haven't heard from in a while, somebody that you had a romantic involvement with, and she said something nice and she was thinking of you. So you see, that can be a preamble towards your specific person being the one contacting you very soon. So again, you, you go, oh, good, that's a great manifestation. I love it. You celebrate that. But you don't dwell on it too much. You go on with your, with your day, right? Now, next, this one is big. Around lunch, I decided to open WhatsApp. This is the main way that my SP and I communicated. And since my last message had gotten ignored a few weeks ago, I had deleted her contact info but kept the thread to our convo. It should be noted that I had also gone through a phase where I would rename her contact name with negative or unkind words. Don't do that. Yes, that, you know, again, again, that's, that's, how is that a loving thing to do, right? If you want love, you got to give love, right? And the best person to give love to when there's no one else seemingly around to give love to is yourself. Again, you, you get what you put out there. For some reason today, I understood that I had to, one, cast aside the fear of opening the app and seeing how the interaction didn't match what I want it to be with her. Yes, the, again, the fear of looking at it and seeing something you don't want to see is focusing in the direction of creating things that you don't want to create. And two, I also decided I was going to welcome her there. I actually re-added her as a contact and labeled her as my girlfriend. This was a bold move. <laughs> Not ever sure. Not sure I ever named her that on my phone. Good, and and the idea here is to say that that's not my ex. That's my that's my girlfriend or my boyfriend or my husband or my wife, um, in the now, and to feel that that is a fact and a reality right now, even before you see it happening out there in the physical reality. I looked at some pictures and videos of us together, but only as long as it felt good. Excellent. Good. I'm glad that you added that in there because that's important. And I'm glad that you understand that you don't want to be looking at pictures and videos of you guys together from a sort of lamenting, 
uh, nostalgic place of being sad. You know, you want to make sure you do that kind of stuff if you know it's going to make you feel good. If it's making you feel good and it's making you feel hopeful anticipation, helping you to focus on the good things between you, then that's something worthy to do. And one thing I would recommend is to project yourself in your imaginal act uh, towards where you are looking at those things together down the road when you're already together again. And you're having a nice little quiet evening at home. And hey, look at these videos of remember this. And she's showing you something. Oh, yeah, remember this one. And you're laughing about it and you're sharing those memories. That's a great uh, visualization to do. I experiment with the power of orgasm and sending her intentions while visualizing sex together. Does this work? Have you experimented with this? Well, you tell me if it works. <laughs> I have experimented with it. Um, sexual manifesting and that's a topic that i've wanted to touch on in a video the thing about it is I, I need to do a little more more research about it to be honest it's not a method i use or have used very much i have used it and the idea of course is the same as as going into an imaginal act is really the way i look at it um if you're having um you know if if you are engaged in 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 creating an orgasm and you have that person in mind in other words you're in an imaginal act where you're having a sexual encounter with them and it feels good to you and it feels real to you that can be a, just another imaginal act absolutely um, and i think what you're specifically talking about is the energetic creative power of the orgasm itself um, and that's something that uh, honestly i'm i'm going to you know i will do i've been asked about this before and i will do a video about it i just have to do a little more research about that I continued the work of exposing some of my blockages and replacing with new positive intentions. Again, this is a form of pivoting, if I understand you correctly, right? Um, oh, I'm afraid of this outcome. Then you imagine the opposite of that negative outcome, which would be the one that you want, right? And that's the one you then focus on. I continue the work of sending her waves of love and telling her, what to think of me instead of holding her hostage for an apology. Yes, don't hold her hostage for an apology, right? We've covered that already. <clears throat> you don't want to really be doing that. Um, I love the sending out waves because like I said, if you want to receive love, you got to send out love. But I just want to take just a little point on this. You're not telling her what to think of you. You're influencing her to think of you and you're influencing her energetically to think well of you. That's what you're doing. Um, because the, uh, the idea of telling her what to think of me is, again, this forceful kind of, I need her to change her behavior and think of me in this way. You need to think of yourself in that way first, my friend. That way you're sending love to her from a place of loving yourself. You're influencing her then to think well of you. That's what you're doing. It's not about forcing. It's about influencing. I continue to revise her pulling away. There was no solid evidence of a breakup. Exactly. It was, most of this stuff is in our heads. No such text or call. She didn't block me or say she was done with me. This is good. This is the self-talk that you want to engage in. I've been harboring and believing a story of rejection since the end of June, which needed to be discarded. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and again, this is, this, is, this is how you pivot in your mind. Your self-talk is so important. And most of us don't understand we're doing it, but we're doing it constantly, all day long. We're always having thoughts in response to something, some external input, something in our 3D environment. And so, but we do it by default. We tend to react to it, you know, just sort of willy-nilly. We don't pay attention to our reaction. What happens is we'll feel bad. 
We'll feel terrible about some thought we just had. We feel to, we, we go, oh, that event just made me feel terrible. Or what that person just said or did made me feel terrible. Well, the event didn't make you feel terrible. The, what the person said or did didn't make you feel terrible. It was your reaction to it, your, what you thought about it, how you interpreted it for yourself, the meaning you assigned to it that made you feel terrible. When somebody said something and then you go, you know, oh, that... That person said that thing to me, and that means that I'm not, you know, I'm ugly or, or I'm not good enough or I'm stupid. That's your interpretation of what they said because you already have that idea about yourself going on inside of yourself, you see. So then you feel terrible about that. But the feeling terrible about it, we confuse it as being, oh, I'm feeling terrible in response to that input I just received. But no, you're feeling terrible as a means of the universe telling you through making you feel terrible about the thought you just had about yourself, the limiting thought you just had about yourself, that that thought is wrong, that it doesn't agree with you. That's why you feel terrible, you see. So... You can argue with that thought. You can say, you know what? That doesn't necessarily mean that. And look at all these other people that have complimented me and that tell me that I'm smart. And look at all these other situations that have worked out for me. And look what I've been able to manifest in my life that I did like. Look at the power that I have. And I don't, yeah, like you did. I don't have any evidence that she's breaking up with me. Maybe she just wanted some space. That's okay. I'm going to give her space because I'm that strong in myself. I'm that confident in myself. I don't need her hanging on me every single day. I don't need to be attached to the hip with her because I'm a strong, powerful, confident man or woman, if you're listening to this. And I don't need that. And But that's exactly the attitude that's going to get her and influence her to choose me in the end because that's the energy she wants to be around. Confident, easygoing, centered guy. That's what she wants. You see, she never said she was breaking up with me. I have no real evidence that anything is, is, is wrong here. I'm just making that up in my mind. So self-talk, guys, it's so important to pay attention to the self-talk you're doing and then to, and to take control of that self-talk, to start to lead it in the direction that you prefer it to be. And you'll know when your self-talk is empowering as opposed to disempowering because it will make you feel better. Now the universe is speaking to you through your emotional guidance system, telling you, hey, that feels good, doesn't it? Well, that's us telling you that that's the way you should be thinking about this situation. That's now putting you on your path towards what you want. It's really that simple, guys. We don't need to complicate it any further than that. This is very hard to do if you talk to friends, family, because in the 3D world, even if it looks like asshole behavior towards me at times, most will not know about the quantum stuff and will think you're a doormat for wanting them back. Yes, I, I, you know, I want to point that out here. Uh, don't talk to people about what you're manifesting. Uh, unless those people, unless you're absolutely sure those people share your convictions about this stuff and share your viewpoint about this stuff and that you can sort of, you know, uh, that could be an empowering conversation. But if you're going to talk to friends and family who don't really know about manifesting or they don't believe in it or they go, it's stupid and silly, then, you know, I just would avoid telling people you don't need to tell people about that stuff. Um, I went to art school years ago believe it or not. Um, I had a professor there who, you know, <clears throat> just to demonstrate that point, uh, we were talking about, I was talking about a project that I wanted to do. And she just said, don't, don't stop talking about it. And you know, I was a little, a little taken aback by what she said, but, but she explained herself right away. She said, look, in life, when we talk about the things we really want to do, 
it's almost like we did them when we talk about them and then we'll have that urge to actually do them will be gone. Uh, so that's another kind of thing. You know, we, we, we want to tell the whole world about what we want. Save that energy for manifesting and imag- put that into your imaginal acts. Put that into your visualization. Put that into your scripting. You don't need to talk to everybody about what you're manifesting. And most of the time, it's a bit like playing Russian roulette with your energy because if you are not completely 100% in possession of your energy at that, and your focus at that moment about that subject, um, you could get a reflection back that can kind of make you feel bad, right? Um, or a reaction back from people that can make you feel bad. Someone's going to go, oh, that's stupid. Well, why would you want that? Oh, you're using that law of attraction stuff. So, you know, again, this is why, you know, join the Facebook group or join other groups where there's other people manifesting and, and on a similar level with you about that. You can talk to them about it, okay? I wouldn't talk to people about it where you're not sure what kind of reaction you're going to get back. Um, so that's very important. I just never encourage that pretty much across the board. <clears throat> So I continued to not talk about the situation with her to anyone. See, good. Or to voice any complaints. Excellent. This one is big because I wanted to protect the seed of my creation, which was starting to germinate. See, that's exactly what I was just talking about. So you get it. I feel that having complained so much or having harbored so much doubt was reason I manifested so much hot, cold behavior from her. Precisely. You you manifest the hot, cold behavior because of an underlying limiting belief you have about yourself, about life, about relationships, then you use that in your mind as evidence for, see, I'm right. And then you sort of create more of those situations. And that just keeps reinforcing this other now this sort of belief that you're formulating about, see, I'm right about that. Relationships are difficult, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, so it's kind of like a, what is that? It's like a hamster wheel you get yourself into or domino effect, right? You want to have the domino effect in the opposite direction. Yeah. Is it a chicken or egg thing? You know, I'm not going to get into that at this point, but that's kind of what it feels like a chicken or egg thing, right? I was on day two of listening to Tarkon's Manifestation Lab channel and podcast after someone here in Amanda's Facebook group dropped his name to me after I messaged her about her success story. Well, I want to thank that person. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate that. Um, I was on day two of a simple imaginal act. I would physically do and which brought me joy and satisfaction every time I did it. Um, It involved telling her to come stand against a certain wall. Me walking up to her and putting one hand on the cold wall next to her and the other hand on the soft skin of her face. Telling her how much I love her. I'm happy she's here and kissing her. This is a simple act that is easy for me to envision, and I am adding the hand on the wall part because I know that when this happens in my 3D world, I'll be grounding myself that I created this when I touch that cold wall next to her. So you're going to be like, I don't believe it. I better touch the cold wall. It's like pinching yourself. Is this real? (laughs) I like that. That's pretty funny. But I like this imaginal act too, I want to say, because you're making it physical. And this is so important to do in these imaginal acts and, and, and in the visualizing. Is to, you can do things like this. You can act them out physically. You know, I recommend doing it by yourself, by yourself so they don't send the, the, the paddy wagon. But um, you know, you, <laughs> it's like rehearsing for a scene. This is your movie. Your life is your movie. And you're writing the next scene. 
in your imaginal act. You're writing the next scene and you're acting and acting it out and you're rehearsing that scene. So this feels good to you to do this. It feels good to you to, to physically involve yourself in the scene. Imagine that she's there and how you're going to kiss her and how you're going to stand and all this kind of stuff and making these gestures um, makes it real. This is what making it real, right? This is what Neville says. Feeling it real is also making it real. So acting out in this way can make it real even more real in your mind. I love that. And as long as it feels good to do so, keep doing it. If it doesn't feel good, then stop doing it. You know, try another type of technique, another type of method, okay? But I love that. I love that you acted this out physically because that's really such a big part of, of, of how to successfully imagine an act. You know, even things like, what does it smell like? What's the weather like outside? All these little details you can fill in. Like we could hear the pitter-patter of the rain. It smelled like a fresh spring rain or whatever it is, right? You can have these kinds of things that you add into your scene to make it more real. Imagine that you're making a movie for an audience. How is the audience going to accept your scene, right? Um, how are they going to get into it? So that's kind of, that's really, uh, that's a great way to go about it. I love that you did that. I was on a few days of looking at a document I created and printed out that is entitled, What Makes Me Happy? That has seven things on it that I love to do and bring me joy. Wonderful. That's the same as making, you know, I love lists, right? I've said this many times before. That's the same as, as you know, writing down what's working in your life. Uh, writing down how you want things to be. And as you do, getting that excited kind of emotion going on, stirring that up in yourself, just like when you're acting out that imaginal act, really getting into it. Ooh, that one excites me. That one eh, doesn't really, it kind of leaves me cold. Strike that one from the list. Use the things that make you happy. Really, the seven things. You probably wrote down 50 things and you whittled them down to seven, I imagine. Um, that's, you know, that's a good method to use. You want to sort of whittle them down, whittle them down to those things, the hands full of things that really stir your emotion and get you excited and get that positive anticipation going. Thing, focusing on things that you love to do and bring you joy. I love it, my friend. You've been listening. <laughs> this is how you do it. I kept saying my message is coming. Your message from her, I imagine. I think I may have said I want to wake up to a message from her. I don't care if she writes at a crazy time. Excellent. I don't care if she writes at a crazy time. That's okay. You also want to have the attitude of, I don't care if it happens or not. Now, that's something to practice, okay? Um, but again, being this is so important, and I always stress this too. Wanting it, not needing it, right? Uh, and, and this is where imagining comes in. This is where visualizing comes in because you're giving yourself that feeling of having it already. You're practicing the feeling of having it already. And the more you practice the feeling of having it already, of it already being real and in your life, the less you're focused on chasing it, the less you're focused on trying to create it, the more you're in the mindset of, I have it, I'm enjoying it, I'm living it. And that's how you make yourself a match to it. At dinner time, I listened to Tarkhan's Podcast episode eight. Again, thank you. I love that you're listening to my podcast at dinner time. Um, it turned out to be a major sign for me because the success story discussed was a girl who had my daughter's name, same age, and living in the same city, which was my city too. Yeah, look at that. This was too specific to be random. Nothing is random. Nothing is random. After all, it's a worldwide podcast. Exactly. What are the odds, right? <clears throat> 
You actually said, what are the odds? You said that next. Um, in, in that moment, I reaffirmed, holy shit, my manifestation is near. <laughs> well, yeah, those little things will start to come together. These are synchronicities. And synchronicities, like I say, these signs are like road signs. The universe is going, you're on your way there. Look, here's a road sign. Doesn't mean you're there yet. That's okay. That's okay. All right. It just means I'm headed in the right direction. So those are good things to pay attention to. You know, I see their name everywhere, this and that, or I see some variation of their name. You know, these are all little signs, road signs saying, keep going in that direction. You're doing good. You're doing good, right? That's what they're about. Because remember, your manifestation is there. You're just moving yourself towards it. So yes, my manifestation is near. That's right. Or rather, I'm getting closer to where it is. I'm moving myself closer to where it is. And here are the road signs telling me that I'm still going in the right direction. After dinner, I placed a gratitude stone on which is printed miracle on top of a little phone stand that my SP made for me. Note, I had put this little stand away for weeks because I felt so angry and hurt. But having worked through most of those emotions, I had taken it out and sent her gratitude whenever I use it now. Wonderful. So you're not sending her gratitude from a place of being angry and hurt or desperate to get some kind of result. You took care of those emotions first. You got yourself grounded and centered first. And then from the new place of being grounded and centered, you had the inspiration to take out this little telephone stand and to use this, 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 this miracle rock, the stone, because now that makes you feel good, you see. So <clears throat> that was an inspired act rather than an act coming from a place of desperation and neediness. And this is what I always stress. This is so great because I get to say this now uh, again, um, all of these techniques and methods you want to do once you've calmed yourself down and you stopped obsessing so much and you've worked through your anger and your disappointment and, and you don't have this sense of, I need this to happen now. I need them to come in my place now. So I'm doing this to make it happen faster. No, you want to get calm first. You want to work on yourself first, get centered first. Then these things will occur to you. You'll have a sort of a thought, like a little nudge going, oh, that, that, that little stone with, with the word miracle on it and that, that, that uh, phone stand she made me. I'm going to take that out. That's making me feel good to look at that and to use that. It helps me connect with her, with her on, a, on a loving, energetic level. That's the kind of place you want to be doing these things from. So it's very important. <clears throat> I then sat down to do work at the computer while listening to another podcast episode from Tarkon's Manifestation Lab uh, called, I don't even have that many episodes, called uh, Neville Goddard and Relationships. Oh, I remember that one, and that's a good one, guys. Um, Neville has some interesting ideas about relationships, so uh, I discussed some of those in there. Um, oh, my God, this is such a good episode. Um, it was so well explained. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. When you talked about how Neville manifested his second wife in a week, I was determined. Yeah, that's a good one to go listen to, guys. I don't remember which episode number that is, but it'll say Neville Goddard and relationships. So, yes, those are that's a that's a pretty good one. Uh, before going to bed, I thought about writing into a Word doc two pages of complaints about her. <laughs> From the past that was still in my notebook, which I wanted to throw out. I then caught myself. Good. I was about to catch you, but you caught yourself and opted against it because I thought I don't want to put that into my head before I sleep. 
Wonderful. You see how he caught himself here. You see that? That's what you need to start paying more attention to when you have this. Because you know what? You're not going to be 100% centered all the time. You're going to have moments of feeling insecure again. You're going to have moments when your brain, your monkey mind is going to try to pull you back in that direction. That's okay. You don't need to fight it. You just need to be aware of it and catch it and go, oh, nope, don't do that right now. Do this other thing instead that's going to make me feel better or just stop doing that, right? Or don't take that action. So I'm very happy to hear you say that. Look, you know, you caught yourself. That means you're getting better at it. You're getting better at becoming self-aware. Not so much aware of her behavior, but aware of your behavior, your mindset, the way you're looking at things, the types of meaning that you're ascribing, subscribe, assigning things, right? That's what's important. It's important to begin to take control of your outlook, your mindset, your behavior. So wonderful. This would be contrary to what I just listened to. Yeah, yeah. So instead, I did my imaginal act again after the episode. You see what he did there? Not only did he catch himself and become aware, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing a tendency here to want to pull myself back to this negative space. I'm, gonna, I'm aware of it. And since I'm aware of it, I can do something about it right now. And, and in that moment, he pivoted to doing something else. I'm going to get into this imaginal act that I was practicing earlier. That made me feel good. So spoke to my SP out loud, acted as though I was preparing the bed for us. I love this. I got in bed and told her how good it feels when she scratches my back. I turned towards her, told her I love her and kissed her good night. So, you know, uh, I, I just I, I, I'm so happy. Um, I'm so happy about this because you're getting it. And, and, and I love that you wrote that part down. And I love that I get to share this with other people because it's so important to see how this works in action. It's so important to, to have an example from somebody's life where you're going, oh my God, I was getting ready for bed and I had this angry, this anger still. And I was coming up and I was going to write it all down. How terrible she is, how she treated. No. Oh, wait, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What am I doing here? I'm getting ready for bed. I'm getting ready to relax. I'm going to switch this around. And I'm going to get into an imaginal act where she's, she and I are getting ready for bed together. You, you totally took control there. And I'm proud. I'm proud of you. Um, awesome. Really. So. I put on another Tarkhan episode. <laughs> Um, this, my goodness, I don't know if I even stand to listen to myself uh, all the time, but okay. This, this one, episode seven, fearing your desires, which describes some guy's situation similar to mine. Uh, but I was very tired. So I drifted into half sleep for nearly a half hour. I guess my mind was absorbing the content so I couldn't fall asleep, but I wasn't conscious enough to catch, uh, what he was saying. So I grabbed my phone to turn it off. And that's when... That's when breakthrough. So you were listening to my episode. You were kind of half asleep. Weren't really catching what I was saying. So you grabbed your phone to turn it off. And that's when I had a full screen WhatsApp notification from my girlfriend. Labeled my girlfriend, which you had changed earlier that day. The message had arrived 15 minutes ago while I was in a state akin to sleep. 
It was not the two words I intended in the morning, but who cares? It was still a full one-sentence loving message. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you don't get the exact words that you wanted to hear. You're hearing from her. So you, you manifested this. That's all that really matters. I actually gasped out loud and started laughing out loud from the shock. <laughs> Shocking. Well, listen... This is another thing that I'd like to touch on. You know, it's very important to understand. You want to get to a point where you make this manifestation, this desire that you have, not such a big deal that you're going to be in shock and gasping. Now, I understand why. I'm not trying to put you on the spot for that. And I totally get it. And you should be happy and celebrating. At the same time, though, there's an indication there that, you know, you're making it a little bit too important. When you make something really important in your mind, it's an indication that, that underneath you don't really believe it's possible. Right, you don't really. You think it's it's like, oh my God, I'm trying to manifest a trip to Mars. You know, uh, it's kind of like in that caliber of, of of range of possibilities. But really, you want to get to a point and train yourself into a point where it's no big deal. It's just like, oh, I can I can manifest a cup of coffee. I can manifest this. It's the same thing. Because remember, to the universe, to universal mind, uh, a, you know, a, a button. Uh, a castle is just as easy to manifest as a button. So, uh, you know, but but anyway, let me move on. It was her first time initiating contact in two months and still something of substance that was definitely an indicator that I did successfully use the law of thought transmission or the law of assumption. She didn't say word for word what I wanted. Doesn't matter. But she did come from that same feeling place. And I don't think it was easy for her to write this. Exactly. It doesn't matter what exactly she's saying. Um, you know, it's, 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 and it doesn't matter that she's not saying the exact words that you, that you put out. It doesn't mean it's a failure. It's not a failure. It's a success because you manifested a message from her. Right. Um, it, who cares what she's saying? She's contacting you on her own volition, which means she's thinking about you. She's interested in you. She wants, you know, she has feelings for you. So, yes, you did this. This was a very, very successful manifestation. Interestingly, though, I had no idea what to answer. And quickly, my nervousness settled in because I didn't want to blow it or get rejected again. Look, here's, you know, here's something I want to say about that. There's an indication there that you still have a lot of resistance going on, that somehow you have to prove yourself to this person, that somehow what you're going to say is going to chase her away again, that somehow the good manifestations are fleeting or easily undone. And this is just an indication, my friend, to, to work on that aspect. This is just popping up for you, this nervousness to show you where you still have a lot of resistance to iron out, right? So when you have that kind of thing where you understand, oh, my limiting belief is that things don't really work out for me, that, you know, when's the other shoe going to drop? Good things don't really last. I'm going to chase her away again. That you understand that that you can begin to formulate affirmations and and and. And, and thought patterns that contradict that, that, that override that. And it's just about, you know, creating a new habit of thinking because a belief that you've adopted is just a habit of thinking that you've adopted over years, right? Until your mind kind of accepts it as being true, but it's no more true than, 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 it, than the opposite uh, uh, or no less true or no more true than the opposite of that belief. So you just want to begin to introduce a new operating system into your, uh, your meat computer, okay? Uh, but just understand, you don't need to worry about what to say back. Um, it, it, as long as you're centered and relaxed, you just say something fun. You say something flirty. You don't talk about uh, what happened and you don't talk about your butt hurt or anything like that. That's, you know, don't bring up the past. Just focus on the moment. This is, I want to say this not just to you, but to everyone out there, because I hear this a lot, too, from people 
Oh my God, they contacted me. What do I do now? I'm scared to respond. Just relax. Speak to them like they're just a normal person. If you're, if you're so worried, that still is an indication that you've made them a god or goddess in your mind, um, somebody who's on this pedestal. This is an underlying issue and an underlying belief system that, that, you, can, that you need to address and pay attention to, okay? Um, so anyway, that's what I want to say about that. Just, just be flirty. Just be fun, be flirty, you know, and then, and then kind of say, uh, okay, you know, set a time to get together with her. You know, it's as simple as that, because if you see her as an equal and you see yourself as an equal to her, um, then she's just another person. Yes, a person you're attracted to, a person you want to have a relationship with, but you don't make it such a big deal. Right. And, and so responding or being afraid to respond and that coming from a place of kind of fear and worry thoughts can, of course, you know, that's an indication that you've got a lot of resistance going on. And that's an indication that there's a lot of issues going on with your sense of worthiness and deservedness in this situation. So that's just something for you to take a look at and really and think about. Okay. Nearly 24 hours later, and I still had not responded because I didn't know what to say. He just say, hey, how, how's it going? It's so good to hear from you. When, when are you free to get together? When, when do you, you know, let's go get a drink. Let's go hang out. Uh, whatever it's possible for you guys to do. Okay. Um, set a date. Set a time to get together. That's all you got to do. Very simple. But while I was cooking, see, if you, if a lot of us suffer from this, this, this syndrome of overanalyzing, and it's something that we've been taught our whole lives. We want to overanalyze everything, every little aspect of our lives, which is why we're all going ape shit out there, uh, because we just have forgotten how to relax. We've forgotten how to just be ourselves and just let things unfold and just communicate properly. You don't need to be so worried about what you're going to say to her or that it's going to sound horrible or awful. Just relax, take a deep breath, and just respond like a normal human being. That's all it is. Stop trying to overanalyze it. Stop trying to think, be so much in your head and just allow your heart to guide you in, in how, what you're going to say. The perfect thing. And when you relax and get out of the way and let your higher being take over, it'll just, it'll just come out of you naturally what to say. But while I was cooking, and now this is good because I like this next part. Um, but while I was cooking, I thought it wouldn't it be great if she showed so much persistence that she would reach again, reach out again to get my attention? <laughs> so when I picked up my phone again, while your podcast was playing, this is great. Just play my podcast all day long and, and your SPs will magically contact you. Apparently I had another WhatsApp message from her. So there you go. Just in that moment, see, notice how you didn't say, I need her to contact me again and be more persistent. No, you said, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great? This is something that Abraham Hicks says, that playing the wouldn't it be nice or wouldn't it be great game is, is, a, is a way of downplaying the, the need to have something happen or to have something be different. It's instead of saying, oh my God, I need her. Why doesn't she contact me? I need her to contact me. Wouldn't it be great if she just showed so much persistence that she reaches out again. And in that moment, what you did is you said, I don't need that to happen. I want that to happen. Wouldn't that be neat? You're being playful now. You see, <clears throat> you're being playful now. And then boom, it happened. Look how easy this is, people. It's so easy. 
It doesn't take any overanalyzing and this and 200,000 affirmations and 10 hours of meditating and this and that and all that. I mean, I'm glad you're doing those things. And then if it helps you to do those things, if it makes you feel good and if it's fun for you, then by all means do them. But you don't need to do that. This is how simple manifesting is. Boom. And it's so simple that people always go, well, I don't know if that was manifest. If I manifested that, that was just, you know, maybe just, just chance or the timing was right. No, you manifested it. That's how, yes, it's that simple. I know your monkey brain doesn't want to accept that something can be that simple and uncomplicated, but it can and it is. And there's your proof. So I think you can see from this story. You know, I, th I like stories like this because, and there's a, it's a very long email. I did not read the whole thing, but I read the highlights. And I think you can see, you know, stories like this are great because they demonstrate there's so much of what he did and had going on in terms of resistance that I know so many of you out there have going on. And it's nice to hear from somebody, you know, oh, I'm not the only one who feels this way or who panics about this or, you know, ha kind of has these, these underlying beliefs or whatever it is, but can turn it around, can turn things around and understand that, you know, when you don't have contact from someone for months and then boom, you, you just make a little tiny shift in your attitude, a little tiny shift in your mindset. It doesn't even have to be a hundred percent overhaul of your entire way of thinking and being just a tiny little shift. A tiny little, just a little change in the way you react to situations and circumstances that from how you would have reacted before, it can bring massive change and can, and can propel you forward, uh, 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 you know, seemingly miles forward. I'm struggling for words. I'm not getting a lot of oxygen these days because uh, my city is hovering, is under a blanket of smoke for two weeks already. But hey, listen... <clears throat> This is why I love stories like this, okay? And this is why I love reading your stories like this, because this not only gives hope and inspiration to people, but it shows just how simple it can be, just how, how we complicate things unnecessarily in this life. And how manifesting, you know, this is not a religion. This is not a philosophy. This is a way of life, okay? It's, it's, it's no different than learning to deal with gravity, okay? <laughs> you know? I always like to say this. People go, oh, law of attraction, I tried it out. doesn't work. No, it works. You just don't know how to use it. That's all. It's always working. It's like I don't walk down the street and, and trip on something and fall on my ass and start cursing gravity. Damn you, gravity. I knew you were bullshit. See, gravity doesn't work. I tried it. No, actually, the fact that you fell on your ass means that gravity works just fine. Okay, <laughs> you know, it's always working. So what do you do? What do you do? Well, you just learn to walk better. All right. When I mean, you take more careful steps, you slow down a little bit. <clears throat> you don't try to run and rush everywhere. Same with manifesting. You're all trying so hard to get away from where you are. You really think your happiness lies in over there, over there, over there, over there, over there, over there, always over there. You'll never get over there if you don't pay attention to where you are now. Where you are now is amazing. 
Stop trying to get away from where you are so much and, and stop trying to analyze and overthink everything and what are they thinking and what are they doing and oh my God, they didn't pay attention to me. They didn't respond the whole day to my message. It must mean they hate me now. This is not about them. These are underlying fears and worries and beliefs you have about yourself. And that's why I always stress, you got to make this about yourself. But Tarkhan, is self-love really? Yes, it does. It does really work. Self-respect, self-appreciation. It works because when you get to the point of understanding that you're worthy and deserving, just like everybody else on this planet, then you're not going to sit around all day making somebody else the center of your life and your universe. It's easy, right? It's easier to do that than it is to face yourself and to face your, your demons and your underlying beliefs, but that's what you got to do. Because it's not going to just act its way out in, in your romantic sector or in this sector. This will color every aspect of your life once you understand to let go and allow things to come to you. And use your focus. Use the magic and the power of your focus to get yourself into a feeling place of where you have all the things you want right now, where you're complete right now, where you're whole right now, no matter what the hell is going on out there or what anybody else is doing or not doing. Stop trying to get away from here and now so much. This is the only moment that exists. The past only exists in your memories and the future only exists in your worries. It all exists only in your thoughts, in your perception of it and the meaning that you assign these things right? So you can see from stories like this, and listen, before anybody goes, well, he didn't manifest her back. Yes, he did. And it's already done. It's done before it's even done. That's what it's already done means. The moment you conceive of it, boom, it exists. It's out there in that ether, in that infinite field of possibilities, waiting for you to direct your attention towards it and away from the shit you don't want. Okay? And that's not, you know what, you know, <laughs> it doesn't involve anything really on your part, any real action on your part, except the action and the work of directing your focus towards what it is you prefer. I get it. I get it's not easy. Not at first, at least. I get that. Believe me. But you got to make those steps. You got to make those steps. And, you know, and, you know, you're, you're going to at some point, you know, it's like it's going to be for a while like a little dance. You know, two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. OK, that's fine. Just let it be. Let, allow yourself to learn to walk in this new way that you're not used to. It's fine. You don't need to become an expert overnight. Again, stop trying to get away from where you are so badly, okay? You can see how easy this is. And the, I love stories like this, guys, and I don't want to, you know, I got a little passionate there. You know, I get that way. Put a microphone in front of me for two hours or so, and, you know, at some point, <laughs> some point I'm going to start preaching and speeching, preaching and speeching. But it's important to me, and I, you know, and and... and I really believe that if we as individuals strive to improve ourselves and, and to learn this stuff, <clears throat> we will collectively improve the world. I really believe that. Maybe that's me being a dreamer, but that's what manifesting is all about, being a dreamer. So I don't mind. Yeah, I'm a damn dreamer. That's right. 
And I think it's better than being many other things these days. So go ahead and let yourself dream. And, you know, you want to affirm something. If you want to affirm one thing every day, tell yourself this. I am a powerful creator. And you know what? That is an umbrella affirmation and an umbrella mindset for everything that falls under that that you want to manifest and create. I'm a powerful manifester. I'm a powerful creator. That's it. Because that's what you are. You know, and, and, and time and time again, I see this people obsessing, obsessing and getting upset and getting worked up about something and about their SP. And then, you know, they go, nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened. And then one day they go, and then I just let go and I was doing the dishes and there they were. I'm in shock. <laughs> How did that happen? Well, what have I and many like me been saying all along? Right? But of course, you don't really get it until you do it yourself, until you see for yourself, not once, not twice. You continue to prove it to yourself. You know, that reinforces the idea that, yes, you are a powerful creator. You can turn things around. It's much simpler and much less complicated than you've been making it. So you see? And I feel confident that everything here, my friend, who wrote this, is leading you towards uh, where you want to be with this person. But just remember... You know, I've offered you a little bit of insight now into also what has been blocking you and what, what you've got going on in terms of your underlying beliefs. So I hope that helps you. Um, but I know that, you know, you're on a learning path, right? F-A-I-L. First attempt in learning. So you're just going to get better and better and better at this. All right. This is nothing for you to worry about. Nothing for anyone out, out there to worry about. So I'm going to wrap it up here, folks. I've been babbling for far too long, and I do hope that this has helped you, has inspired you, has taught you something. And I thank you who wrote this, um, keeping his name off, uh, keeping it uh, anonymous. But I hope that, uh, you know, this has helped you as well. And I hope you can see just how simple this stuff is. And, you know, keep, keep us updated with what happens, because I feel sure you're going to have an even bigger breakthrough very, very soon. And that's, I feel sure, for all of you out there. It's there, just waiting for you to line up with it. And so, if you have a story for me, similar, uh, a success story, or just a story that you think would be interesting, that has a lot of lessons in it for others, then please send that along to me, manifestation.lab at gmail.com. Manifestation.lab at gmail.com. If you are listening to the podcast and you don't even know that I have a YouTube channel, then please go over there. It is called Manifestation Lab on YouTube. There's many videos by now. You can see my beautiful mug, the cut of my jib. Um, maybe you don't want to. I don't know, but uh, lots of interesting material there. Um, so please go there. Check out the videos. Hit subscribe. Hit like. Share them. Share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit. And uh, I want to thank all of you for listening, for tuning in, and all of my viewers on the YouTube channel. You guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. And just the fact that you're listening to this stuff and just the fact that you're watching videos like that tells me that you are of a certain class of people that's not going to give up. So many of you, you know, I get emails from people, I give up, and then they come back to me a few weeks later. Oh, no, I, I'm not giving up. Oh, no, I give up. <laughs> I understand it's tough, guys. I understand. But listen, you'll get there. 
all right? Anyone out there who feels they're struggling with this stuff or just struggling in general, you're going to get there because you have so much power, so much more power than you realize. And you'll see you're showing yourself right now that you do. Resilience and power, right? So you're all amazing. So thank you very much. And um, that's it. I'm out of here for this one. And I'll be back with a new video very soon. I've been kind of focusing on some other areas the last week or two. Um, but, you know, it doesn't mean I've forgotten about you guys. And there's going to be a new video coming up soonly. And um, soonly. And um, yes, so that's it from me, Tarkhan, Manifestation Lab Podcast. Thanking all of you for listening. And until next time, I wish you happy manifesting. And bye-bye.